There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar, and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle at Boveda. This is Box Press. James okay. Brown from Black Label Trading Company. Thanks for taking the time to have a chat. Definitely. So, we got off on a conversation of, I asked about you and your background and the things that came up were, the number one thing was a love of art. Yes. And this cigar of yours that I'm gonna enjoy is, this is the Killer Bee Connecticut. Tell us something about this. Can you see that? I mean, it's just gorgeous. I mean, it's... Yeah, you know, it's... I mean, for us, I think overall, our approach to cigar making has always been a little bit different, you know, and uh, our brand, Blackwork Studios, is really about kind of highlighting the artisanal qualities of cigar making. Um, so I wanted to do something kind of unique and interesting, and so we came up with this idea of doing this, like, dual wrapper linear cap um, which obviously mimics kind of like a bee motif. Um, and I kind of like to pull, you know, ideas and things from my past. Um, you know, it's things that I'm genuinely interested in. And so one of those things for me was, you know, growing up with, you know, kind of 90s rap, hip hop. Um, and I'm a huge Wu-Tang Clan fan. And so the Killer Bee kind of grew out of my passion for that. Um, and so it's an interesting cigar because when we launched Blackworks in 2015, uh, the Killer Bee only came in one size. You know, it was a little four and a half by 46 Petit Corona. And I think we can probably safely say that we're one of the only brands on the market that our number one selling Vitola is a Petit Corona. So, really? Yeah. And so the, you know, kind of fast forward a little bit, the popularity of the Killer Bee, uh, grew and grew and grew and then we uh, did the Connecticut version um, which I really love as well and has kind of you know almost surpassed in sales the the regular killer bee so people really love that Connecticut cigar so the other uh, quality or uh, aspect of your persona that was explained to me by the mm -hmm. guys who their team loves you you've okay. spent some time with our guys yeah. currently um, is a citizen of the world that you're not really uh you don't really come from one place can you talk a little bit about that your love of travel and and uh yeah i mean i you know i think i was very fortunate that my wife is kind of in the same mindset with that so you know kind of long story short when we got married 20 years ago we were both kind of done with the rat race and and ready to do something else and so we ended up uh, moving to Mexico, starting a business there. Um, I worked as a full-time artist there. Uh, during that time, we had both kind of developed this passion for Africa um, and decided, you know, if we were going to do Africa, we didn't want to be on a timeline. We wanted to just kind of live it, experience it. Um, so we were in Mexico for about four years. And after that, we decided we were going to drive from London to Cape Town. Um, so we spent about six months, you know, getting our vehicle ready, all these things, and then ended up in Northwest Africa for about nine months and ended up in Ghana, fell in love with this remote beach in the middle of nowhere that we were camping on and ended up buying it, opening a hotel and we're there for five years and our son was born there. 
Um, then we were kind of ready for something else and ended up back in Latin America and Guatemala this time. And uh, that's kind of when I was able to spend a lot of time in Nicaragua, see the, the manufacturing side, the growing side of the industry. And I really fell in love with that aspect of the business. And, you know, I'd, throughout this time, I had always been a cigar smoker. Um, and so getting to spend that time in Nicaragua was really eye-opening to me. And, you know, since we hadn't lived in the U.S. during any of this time, you know, I didn't really know anyone in the, in the U.S. side of the cigar industry, you know. I didn't have friends in the States that smoked. I didn't know any retailers. I didn't know any brokers or, you know, cigar reps or anything. It was really the Nicaraguan side that pulled me into... But you knew that this. you loved cigars. I did, yeah. You know, and before cigars, before our travels, I was a sommelier. Um, and I'm just the kind of person where I think there's a lot of correlations there. So for me, with wine, I loved the idea that you could take this vine, and depending on where you grow it in the world, how you treat it, at the end of the day, you have this incredible bottle of wine. And I, I feel like tobacco, to me it spoke to me the same way you know you have this weed that will basically grow anywhere but when you do it in this place and in this way and treat it this way you know at the end you can have an incredible cigar so that really like got me very interested in tobacco and that process so um different terroir different outcomes absolutely yeah and you know the just the uniqueness of you know, growing basically the same plant in different environments and, you know, the tobaccos at the end of it are totally different. And so you're also described as a foodie. Definitely. Yeah. So the, the notion of great food experiences, great wine experiences, great sensory experiences, great cigar experiences. I mean, that's, uh, I was looking at the artwork. Uh, are you the mind behind all the art for the... Yeah, I do all the art for the brands, yeah. And t- tell me about the notion of black sheep. I mean, uh, the... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not great with the pronunciation, but you're... The Oveja Negra? Yeah, yeah, so what's the story behind the black sheep? I mean, I felt like, you know, the reason that I got into or wanted to make cigars was because, you know, during my time in Nicaragua as a cigar smoker, I felt like the tobaccos that I had access to there and that I was smoking there, there was a huge disconnect between the cigars that I was able to buy in the States and the tobacco that I was smoking there. You know, I really fell in love with like kind of that intense uh, grittiness, kind Mm. of rough around the edges profile of a lot of the Nicaraguan tobaccos. And so I really wanted to highlight that. So I think from the beginning, our approach towards cigars, towards branding, towards everything has been very different than most in the industry. Um, And so, you know, we felt very much like kind of the black sheep of, of what we do, you know, because it's a very different approach, you know. And when you see our factory, it's unlike any other factory you're going to walk into in Nicaragua or Honduras or the Dominican. So did, it's, was it a pre-existing structure that you bought? Uh, it was pre-existing, but it was not a cigar factory. It was an old uh, box factory, and so we had to completely renovate it and start from scratch, basically. Yeah, but we treat it very much like it's like a studio space. It's an art space, you know, and it, it speaks very much to the brands and 
you know, it's... Uh, I got to say, for this, from the start of that closed foot on this killer bee, mm-hmm. uh, this is really a lovely, tasty little critter. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, the adventure, the, the nomadic lifestyle, is that fair? Sure. Yeah. So, is there a sense of how long you'll stay in one place or is it just how do you how do you decide when it's time to move on you know i think that i think that during that time we just hadn't really found our thing or our place you know we've done several different businesses and sold them over the years and cigars for us it's kind of i think we found home where we're supposed to be yeah and what we're supposed to do so uh angela my wife and i both you know have really just not only fallen in love with the business and what we do, but with Nicaragua. I mean, Nicaragua is just a very special place to us, you know, and especially running the factory. I mean, you know, we're up to like 75, 80 employees and it it just, it feels like a family, you know, and we've been there almost 10 years now. And it's just, it's the type of place where, you know, it's, it's now our home, you know, and it's nice for us to feel like we finally put down roots and, have found a place where we want to be. That's beautiful. So yeah. the line, um, how do you get your cigars to the marketplace? How, how do people find your cigars? I've not seen the label, and I live in Minnesota, Yeah. and I've not seen it in, in stores in our area. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, I think we're in upwards of 500 retailers now. I mean, we're 10 years in at this point, and... Um, you know, we have our whole seat team of sales reps um, throughout the U.S. But for us, it's kind of, you know, we don't have to sell, you know, millions and millions of cigars. You know, we want to sell cigars to people that understand what we do, understand why we do it, and are able to, you know, translate our story to the end consumer. Um, you know, we don't make the type of cigars that are for everybody. Um but the people that do find our product and, and find that it's the cigar for them, uh, the great thing is is that these people, they just kind of come alive. You know, it's like, this is what I've been looking for. Yeah. Um, no, I understand. So, I'm just yeah. from tasting this unassuming little gorgeous piece of art yeah. and lighting it. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just delicious. Thank you. Yeah, nicely done. Oh, and as far as the show goes, and uh, have you been participating in this for years? Has this been from the get-go when you launched? You yeah, I think this is our this is our tenth PCA. So yeah, I mean, you know, we've grown a lot during that time, um, and yeah, the show's always been really, really good for us. Um, you know, it's definitely changed and evolved over the years, and so have we in terms of our, our brands and and what we do and. Um, but yeah, it's it's always been really good. We're always excited about it, and you know we do a, a PCA exclusive every year that's only available at the show, and, and our retailers get super excited about that. What's so, the exclusive for this year? Uh, this year we're doing an exclusive for Blackwork Studios, and it's a, a cigar called the Poison Dart. So it's a Nicaraguan Dominican filler with a Brazilian Modafina wrapper. Uh, comes in two sizes and. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool little cigar that I'm excited about. So. 
So, uh, Black Label Trading Company, uh, James Brown and uh, his uh, lovely wife, Angela. Uh -huh. And uh, this is an adventure uh, worthy of uh, investigation. I'm grateful that you took the time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I understand why the guys are so excited about your... Um, it's almost a shame to just call it a brand because it's more than just a brand. It's like a lifestyle within... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting you should say that because, you know, when it comes to cigars, you know, when you walk into a humidor, you know, you're literally within inches of, you know, anywhere from 300 to 1,500 of your closest competitors, you know, and so branding and everything is extremely important, right? So when we started Black Label in 2013, the idea was I wanted to create a brand that wasn't really a cigar brand. It was more of a lifestyle brand where people look at the no, imagery. No, I get it. I mean, it just the speaks cigar, to that. It speaks to them. It's something they want to be a part of. It's it's a lifestyle choice, you know, and, and thankfully that's Yeah, I know, was translated. in your booth before anybody got here, and I was yeah. just walking around looking at the art, and I was really taken by the photograph of the woman with the uh, marvelous art on her body. I mean, it's just it's spectacular art. I mean, it's yeah. just really, really captivating and... and uh, inviting it's interesting it's like uh, i think the underlying ethic of the cigar in industry if if you will for me experiencing this show and the variety of people that are here it's really an invitation to connection and discovery about something it, it may sound a little woo woo but it's like each one of the it, to some degree or other the real artful uh, brands are drawing people to find something new about themselves yeah i would yeah. totally agree with that yeah, yeah i mean and I, th I feel like you know when you sit down with a cigar it's kind of a very intimate experience right like you're going to be having the cigar for an hour two hours whatever it is and so i feel like every cigar needs to tell its story you know, and, and through the artwork, through what it is, I, I think that the, the cigar needs to relate to the name, relate to the artwork, and and generate a feeling as you're smoking it, you know, and I think that's a really important aspect of it, that you should, it should all make sense, right? When you sit down and light that cigar and start smoking it, you get it, you know, you know what it's about. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah, and I like the notion of every cigar having a story. I don't know that I would feel that way about some of the big run cigars that I've experienced. I've, I've had good experiences with them, but they're not f necessarily fully engaging. Right. Like this adventure, this little, uh, this adventure is, is a story unto itself. Yeah. Um, and the uh, poison dart, I'm sure, is something I'm going to have to track down. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. To enjoy. I'm, we're grateful for the relationship um, our gang loves your company, loves you and, and your wife, and I, I hope that we can do this again and have uh, more adventures and more stories to tell about these artful, very intentional, um, special, really special cigars that you're making. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Look forward to it. Right at James Brown from Black Label Trading Company. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank right you. Right on.